Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scottish Sun Football Podcast in association with William Hill. I'm Kenny Miller and I'm here with Colin Duncan who's fresh from the annual Sunsport Christmas Night Out. He's had his dip in the cryotherapy chamber, he's had his protein shake. How are you feeling this morning Colin? Well maybe I haven't had quite a protein shake but two rolls and sausage and a can iron brew and that's sorted me out. Now right as rain Kenny. Glad to hear it. Well if you can think as far back as Friday night Celtic ran out convincing 4-1 winners at Partick Thistle. Colin I don't think anyone was surprised maybe by the three points going Celtic's way or the, or the result. Can anyone in the league take any form of optimism or confidence going into games against Celtic just now? It's just hard to see who's going to you know, derail the Celtic juggernaut at the moment. You know, Thistle made it competitive for the first half an hour. You know, it was a decent game, even game. But as soon as Celtic got the first goal, you know, just their, their tails are up, the confidence, you know, they're riding the crest of a wave at the moment. You know, everybody's wanting to get in in the act and, and the scoring act. And, and you know, they, they just steamrolled Patrick Thistle as, as, as the game wore on. You know, Thistle really struggled to lay a glove on them as you know in the latter half of the match, and and you know Celtic have been very very consistent. You know they've played a consistently high level normally. You know and and, and Scott, you know that even the teams at the top of the league as, as Celtic did last season, there was a lot of dips. We're on a dialless team, but you don't, you don't see that doesn't seem to be happening under Brendan Rodgers. You know they're very very consistent. Gary McKay, Stephen, and Stuart Armstrong both made their Celtic debuts at, at for Hill. It was it went well for them that night, but they've kind of come the long road since. Did you expect either to be as prominent as they are just now? I mean, when it, there was a lot of publicity when they arrived from Dundee United at Celtic first time round, and I think, you know, probably maybe Mackay Stephen made more of a immediate impact than, than Stuart Armstrong, but, you know, that as times wore on, you know, Gary Mackay Stephen is a bit of trouble with injuries, he struggled to force his way back into the reckoning. Stuart Armstrong had to bide his time under Brendan Rodgers at the start of the season, but, you know, since he was given that opportunity, you know, two or three months ago, he's given an extended run in the side and he's, he's been one of the best players in Scotland over the past couple of months, you know, he's playing in his preferred position, you know, in the middle, you know, a lot of times before in his Celtic career he was played out wide and we weren't really seeing the best of Stuart Armstrong, but I, th- I think he, he's been exceptional this season, really, really, really good, but you see, He's playing in his position. He looks more comfortable in the middle of the park. And Lee Griffiths made a triumphant return. I think one one very well taken goal and, and two assists. How does Brendan Rodgers keep him happy? If as you'd expect, he reverts back to Moussa Dembele. But I mean, it just shows the embarrassment of riches that he's he's got up front. When you have a guy like Lee Griffiths who scored forty goals last season, started this season where he can't get into the Celtic team. You know, but it's it's hard, you know. The, Brennan's got a winning system, the, the style of play he weighs, he just can't shoehorn those two strikers into to one berth and and it's just a you know, when you're at a big club that's just one of the, the, the pitfalls sometimes. You're you're not gonna play as often as you like. You know, you seen it at Hibs this season, you, your team, you know, with, with Jason Cummings, it's you know, he hasn't been playing as often as you like. Lee Griffiths, it's another thing, and it's just a case when you get your chance, you have to take it and any chances there. Sparing chances that Lee Griffiths has had, he, you know, he has taken them. I think he's too good to be sitting, wasting away on the bench. And if he, if he fancies a trip to familiar surroundings, I'm sure Neil Lennon would, would welcome him with, with two open arms. Just to switch the focus to Partick Thistle briefly, they've obviously slumped to the, the bottom of the league, albeit they've got a game in hand. And 
and there's only I think two points separating that entire bottom six. Where did Thistle go from here? I think I read a stat that if the game's finished at 85 minutes, they would be they'd be mid table. Where where did Thistle go? Yeah, I mean, at the start of this season, I, I I tipped Partick to to be the you know to to finish in the top half of the table this season. They've struggled to see and lost a lot of late goals. You know, they lost Rangers didn't them in a, a couple of weeks ago. You know, they've been they've been playing well. They just you know just seem to like that killer instinct. I don't see them staying at the bottom of the table for for much longer. I, th- I think they've got enough about them to to get out of troubles. You know, they are bottom, but see, I think you're looking at the four points off the top six. Couple of wins and and they spin it and and you're you're out of trouble. I think Partick have got enough about them. I, I do like the manager. I think you know, it's just you know teams your thistles in Burnley's Dundee. They seem to be taking it in turns to losing three or four in the spin and then they they get a much needed win and and start climbing back up the table. I think across the city the following day, Rangers made light work of Hearts. I think we all expected this one to be a bit closer after the the game at Tynecastle. We were talking about how a tricky a time it was going to be for Mark Warburton, you know, with all these games. He had two games against Hearts, a game against Aberdeen, and then he's got the old firm game to, to finish off the year. You know, this could be make or break for him. You know, he was under a bit of pressure. Went to Tynecastle last week, you know, and they were absolutely, you know, they were dreadful. One of the worst performances of the season, but to, to give them credit, you know, they turned it around. They got a much needed win against Aberdeen. And from what I watched the highlights and, and Saturday, you know, there was only one, one team in it. You know, there was all the. The hullabaloo and the fanfare about Ian Cathro's debut as manager beforehand, all the focus was on him and, and, and his team, and it, it seemed to affect him. You know, Hearts just didn't turn up. You know, you watched the game as well. You know, you very, a very unHearts-like performance. They just didn't, you know, didn't come close to Rangers. Do you think some teams still have that fear factor going to Ibrox? Do you think they still play the venue sometimes and not the not the team? Uh, no, not as much because we've we've seen a lot of the teams, you know, go there and. and and grind out draws against Rangers this season, and even like so Dundee and, and Motherwell pretty much matched. You know, Sat Camp Ten made it hard for for Rangers to get past them, and I think Rangers scored in the last minute of both those games. So, but I don't, I don't think the fear factors were still there. I, I don't know what it was with, with with Hearts. They just, you know, they were given how well and how easily that they, they, they steamrolled Rangers on their own pitch. You know, much like a week ago to the team that turned up on Saturday. You know, you would have thought you were watching a completely, completely different team. It was very bizarre. Mark Warburton seems to have improved Rangers simply by adding Hodgson at right back. They look a bit more solid. Is that something you think he should he should persist with? Yeah, I mean he's he's Lee Hodgson's one of these kind of seven out of ten players, isn't every week? He was a good, solid, consistent performer at Kilmarnock. Any time he's been given a start by Mark Warburton this season, he's he's been very reliable. It also just gives him that, that bit of solidity at the back. You know, the one thing that Taverni is great bombing forward. Um, he, he, you know, he does give you another option. He, he's got great pace. He's got a great engine, but defensively, he's never been the strongest. And it's his positional play, I think, it lets him down more than anything else. You know, he's always he's in quite often he's in the wrong position. So therefore, the, the, he's dragging his two centre halves to cover for him. So then they get dragged out of position. I think that's why Rangers have lost a lot of goals in that, in that way this season. But when you've got Hodgson, you know, his first instinct is to defend. You know, he is good going forward and his he's use of the ball is, is very good as well but his first instinct is to defend so, so Rangers aren't if you want any time that he's been in the team they haven't been caught out as often teams haven't been able to get in behind him when he's been starting it and also with the fact that James Tavernier is so versatile you know you can you can push him further up the park and, and I, I think you, that's probably where you, you'll see more of him as the, as the season goes on And from a Hearts perspective what does Ian Catherall have to do to get the laptop loyal like Robert Greve and Chris Boyd off his back? I mean, it's it's bizarre, you know, the amount of stuff that the column inches devoted to this guy, and I, I don't really see what the 
the fuss about you know they're giving him all. He's, he's he's served a good apprenticeship. He's a good coach, all right. He hasn't played at a high level. He, he's 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 worked in Portugal. He's worked in Spain in the top league. He's worked at you know Newcastle, big club under Rafa Benitez, one of the best managers south of the border. The guy served his apprenticeship. Let him get on with it, as he said. You know they're going to be ups and he's he's not a miracle worker. He's not going to come in and suddenly transfer. You know Hearts are not going to start playing like Barcelona. That's just not going to happen. But you know he's going to take going to take him time to get to implement his ideas and, and to get the team playing the, the way he wants them but you know there's, there's going to be bumps in the road I think we should just gonna take the heat off him let him get on with it for a couple of months and, and you know and judge him at the end of the season you know once we've seen Hearts for, for five six months and then we can say well yeah he's, he's, he's got something about him but you know let's not make any knee-jerk reactions of how good or bad he's going to be having said that I'd like you to make a snap judgement having covered his unveiling at the press conference alongside his assistant Austin McPhee what what kind of impression did you come away with? Well, I was very impressed with the, the way you handled the whole thing. Obviously, that was that was all new to him. The been in the media spotlight, you know, everybody wanted a piece of him, and, and the way he thought he dealt with the broadcast media, the written media, his answer in the question, you know, didn't just give the stock answers that a lot of these people, you know, give when when a microphone's thrust in front of their face. You no, know, I thought he was very composed, very assured. He came across very well and, and explained where he wanted to go, where he wanted to be, where he wanted to take the club. Yeah, no, I was I say the proof will be in the pudding. Is you know results are the thing that are going to make or break him. But I mean, he certainly talked a good game, and I think Austin McPhee as well. He, he's assisting. You know, there's something different. You know, it's like they're, they're a breath of fresh air. The, the, the thing I like, there was a lot of comment about you know that Austin McPhee's you know and what he turned up wearing and things, but. The, the, that's what he is, you know. He didn't try and conform or be anything else. You know what you see is what you get. He's not trying to be somebody else. He is, you know, he was himself. I like that. I like the fact that he didn't put on a shirt and tie because he's not comfortable wearing a shirt and tie. Spoke to him after it as well, and I was really, really impressed what he had. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today to say as well. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. Will there be a degree of embarrassment within the SFA? He was, there's no point in kidding otherwise. He was obviously their preferred candidate for the performance director post and now he's gone to Hearts as assistant manager. Yeah, but I mean, what does that say? When you, you, you've been offered a, you know... Theoretically one of the top jobs in the country. The top job in the country, yeah. you know, as the performance director of Scotland. I mean, it's a huge title very grand job, you know, the, to oversee, you know, the, the state of a game, yet he feels that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want that, he would rather be assistant manager at Hearts. I find that very, very bizarre. 
to Ringwell here that he, he wasn't the preferred candidate and uh, they always had a plan for someone else all along. Oh well, I mean, I mean that's of, of course. I mean, it was it was nothing set in stone, but I mean, from 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 what we can gather, it, it did look as if the the job was Austin McPhee's if he wanted it. Turns out that he, he didn't. But I mean, if it goes to then Malky, I mean, I think Malky Mackay is an absolute, you know, an exceptional candidate. You know, I think if he is the man that, that takes over from Brian McClare, then I, I think we'll all be in safe hands. You know, I think Malky Mackay's got a great CV. I think he's got good ideas of, of where Scotland should be, and if you know, it, it could turn out to be a blessing in disguise if Malky gets the job. You were at Motherwell for the stalemate with Kilmarnock. I don't know if you want to sum it up in more than one word. There's not much to sum up. You know, the weekend, seven of the 12 teams failed to score. You know, we're trying to we're trying to sell a product, trying to get people and bums on seats. And, you know, you get three nil-nil draws, seven teams not scoring. It's not a great argument. It wasn't the best weekend uh, to, to sell Scottish football. You know, it was, you seen, you know, Motherwell the week before, seven-goal thriller against Celtic a couple of days before Kilmarnock go to Aberdeen get 5-1 you know so you get 13 goals in the previous two, <laughs> the previous two games It's had to be expected from Motherwell Mark McGee's making a lot of the, the number of youngsters they're throwing into the team he threw another couple on with 20 minutes to go the fans just need to accept they're going to be a bit Jekyll and Hyde okay, it was just a, I thought Motherwell were the better team you know Motherwell were, were the better team they created the better chances a couple of chances the Lionel Ainsworth had a good chance Louis Moult and the young boy Ross McLean, who played, you know, played forty-five minutes with a broken toe. So fair play to him. But yeah, I mean, Kamarnock defended well. You know, after conceding five at Pitodry, you know, they, they really tightened up at, at the back. Scott Boyd and William Boyle were, were, were good from the defensive point of view. Both managers were were, were quite happy. But as a entertaining spectacle, it certainly wasn't up to much. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk/sport. Just touching the top end of the championship briefly because I have a vested interest. Dundee United won away at air, and I think Hibs were pretty unconvincing winners over Dumbarton. If you were to get a free bet from William Hill and you had to pick one of the two teams to go up, who, who would you who would you go for? It's a tight, tight, tight call, but um, I, I think there's more pressure on Hibs. I don't know if maybe that's what's going to what, what you know that can maybe decide who actually goes to the top spot. The fact that Hibs, everybody expects Hibs to win. There's all the pressure on them to win, whereas Dundee United have always almost a free run. You know, it's kind of a rebuilding job that Ray McKinnon's doing. They get less pressure and go about their business. And after a, a shaky start, they, they you know they get they're getting results. By all accounts, they were dreadful against the United at the weekend, but they still they still won, which is important. If I gun to my head, I think I might just say Dundee United simply because you know that the Hibs, as we've seen in the last couple of seasons, are really, really, really struggled just to get over the finishing line because of all the weight of expectation. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, by the flip side, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Hibs, you know, went up higher. It's a big month potentially for Hibs then in the in the transfer window. That's the thing. You know, they've, they've got a bit of clout. You know, you would. You know, if you're looking at the two teams, you know, I think Hibs probably got a bit more money to spend in Dundee United so if they need to get out and, and, and strengthen it in January then I'm sure that the, the board will back Neil Lennon um, and, and I would expect to see two or three new players at Easter Road in, uh, come January It's a lot of talk about the same faces Chris Collins has been linked again Liam Henderson, Ryan Christie if you were to take to take one of the three if you were Neil Lennon I would probably take well I mean Chris Commons you know how fit can Chris Commons be when did he last kick a ball um, that would be the thing that he's, his ability is, is without question but it's, it's fitness and how long 
would he need to get up to speed? So if you're signing Chris Gong, you would imagine he'd take a good couple of months to get up to speed. Hibs afford to, to bed someday in? I wouldn't think so. Liam Henderson did a terrific job when he was on there uh, on loan last season at Easter Road. I thought he was a class apart most games in the, in the Championship, just a level above. But uh, but if going for one of the three, I think I would go for Ryan Christie. I think he's a, you know he was he was terrific at Inverness. Did really well when he when any time he got a chance at Celtic. Just there's so many players in front of him in the queue now. It's so difficult for him to get any minutes. But I think I would take you know you're just looking for that creative spark. Somebody that can create something out of nothing. And a lot of those tight, tight championship matches, that's what it comes down to. I'd probably take Ryan Christie. Two teams in need of a creative spark. If the weekend's anything to go by, uh, Aberdeen and Motherwell, they face off tomorrow night at Pataudry. How do you see that one shaping up? Yeah, I mean, it's been a total, total mixed bag for Aberdeen. You know, they lost the cup final, lost to Rangers, um, bounced back with a terrific performance against Comana, And then, you know, they were really, really quite fortunate to, to, to get a draw against St Johnston. You know, and, you know, Niall McGinn doesn't seem to be to firing in all cylinders. You know, like him and Johnny Hayes were the were so key for Aberdeen last season. You know, one on either side, creating trouble down both flanks. But um, Johnny Hayes has been okay. Niall McGinn's really, really struggled this season. He's not been very creative. He's not scoring many goals. Maybe just maybe needs a couple of couple of weeks out the firing line. But it's hard to you know predict what you're going to get from Aberdeen. You know, given you know they're so good against Kilmarnock, yet have struggled in all their other games, but. It's Motherwell, you know, the teams at the bottom of the, the table, it's the consistency element from them, you know, the, the back to back, and by all account, there was a, quite a few players in the Motherwell camp were struck, you know, suffering from a flu virus at the weekend. Scott McDonald, Louis Moult played through that. You know, if that's taken an effect, you know, good. Going through your squad and then the last place you want to go up to is Pitodry. There's been a few grumps and groans directed there at McInnes way, you think that's unfair? Yeah, it's unfair. I mean, if you look at like Aberdeen in the last couple of seasons, they always go through a little bad blip. You know, I go through a blip. But they always manage to turn it round and, and, and get the club back and even keel. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of these blips. I don't think there's anything... I don't understand, you know, how fans can be giving Derek McInnes stick after they know what he's done for the club over the past two or three seasons. Celtic hosting Hamilton, and you're going to surprise me and go for an away one. No, I don't see Hamilton repeating the heroics a couple of seasons ago when Ali Crawford scored when he beat Celtic under Ronnie Dow. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to see anybody getting close to, to Celtic, particularly at home. I think Celtic will win two or three quite easily tomorrow night. How does he guard against complacency? There's been no evidence of it so far from Celtic. What do you think Brendan Rodgers does? Is it just competition for places, keeping everyone on their toes? I think that because he has got such a strong squad, and, and we, we mentioned, we, you know, we we touched on Ryan Christie and Liam Henderson guys and Gary McKay early, you know, guys who are just not coming close to, to getting into his starting line now. We've got Lee Griffiths, you've got so many good players waiting in the wings so that the guys who've got are in possession of the jersey need to be on top of their game every week or their you know, the, the place is going to be in jeopardy. So when you when you've got that, when you're winning as well, you know, it's 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 easy to keep everybody happy when the results are going well. You know, if players are not playing struggling to get in the, in the, in the team and, and you're not you know, winning, that's when the problems start but when, when you're winning every single week then it's a, it's a happy ship you know, and you can tell that every time you speak to the Celtic players any time you speak to Brendan everybody's got a smile on their face so the, the, the competition for places should just should ensure that you know, there's no complacency It's that time of year again where we have the annual will Ali Crawford leave Hamilton questions is he good enough, what kind of level should he be operating at I mean, where, where do you stand on, on Ali Crawford? What level do you see him moving on to if he does? 
I mean, I, I certainly think he's he's capable of playing for for one of the, the the teams at the top half of the, the the Premiership. He's got the ability. You know, he's also you know people question his size and whether he's strong enough. But you know, he's proved over the last three or four years that he's robust enough to, to stand up to to playing in the, the Scotland's top flights. There's, there's, I don't see any problem why he can't get down to the Championship down south. You know. And, and do well down there. I, I do think he's got the ability, and it does surprise me that you know some the teams haven't come in for him. But the, it's not going to do him any harm in the long run. We've seen it before, like so your James McCarthy and your James MacArthur's that keep play for three or four seasons every week in week out at Hamilton. Perfect. You know, it's the best apprenticeship you can serve. Just playing games, getting as many matches under your belt as possible. His time will come. Somebody will come, come in and then take him whether it's in this window or the next window. But I'm sure he will move on eventually. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. We'll look ahead to the weekend quickly. Friday night we've got Aki's hosting Rangers. We've discussed probably both teams in, in depth, but... Rangers maybe struggled a wee bit on the road this year. Do you see that continuing at New Douglas Park? Tricky pitch? Yeah, I was speaking to Rob Kiernan last week and, and they, they certainly they don't like playing in AstroTurf. They made no secret of the fact most of the Rangers players that they don't like these plastic pitches. So, you know, when you've got that into your head beforehand, you know, it's always going to be tough. You know, they struggled at Kilmarnock earlier in the season. We've seen it before, you know, at Falkirk, you know, when they played at Falkirk last year. Hamilton's a tough place to go, you know. Nobody really, really goes to Hamilton and turns them over. I think they've taken the lead more, you know. Apart from Celtic, Hamilton have taken the lead more games than any other side this season. Yeah, they've struggled to hold on to them, but you know, it's that's going to be a tough, tough ask for Rangers on Friday night. They will be delighted to come away with any sort of result. Following day, Celtic host Dundee, more of the same, or can you see Paul Hartley's men putting up any sort of resistance? No, I, I, I can't really. I can't. <laughs> it's as simple as that. No, as simple as that. I can't really see. You know, Celtic losing at home to, to Dundee. Yeah, Dundee been better in the last couple of weeks. They've really tightened up. But no, I think Celtic have too much for them. Ian Cathro's Hearts host Partick Thistle. Thistle in, in desperate need uh, of a win. But do you see Cathro getting off the mark? Yeah, well, it's a, you know, it's a vital game. His first home game in, in, in front of his own supporters. It wasn't the ideal start, as we touched on earlier, at, at Ibrox on Saturday. So he, he really, really needs to, to, to get a win. If he gets a first win under his belt, then a lot, all the kind of, a lot of the talking, the debate will stop. You know, and as you say, we, what we mentioned earlier, will be able to just get on with his job. All of a sudden, he loses his first two games. Everybody starts questioning, oh, is this the right appointment or not? You know, and people do judge, yeah, rush to knee-jerk reactions. So... But Hearts have been good at home. You have had an extra week to work with these players and get his ideas across. Thistle are struggling for confidence at the bottom of the league. You you, you would expect Hearts to, to win this one. What does Cathro and Craig Levine have to do in, in January? I mean, going by the weekend, they need 10 new outfield players, but I presume he'll get them going before then. But ideally, what, what does he need? I mean, a left back maybe for starters. Yeah, he maybe needs a left back. I wouldn't be surprised to, to see to see him, you know, go, go back to his old club in, in Newcastle and try and get a couple of loan signings from there. You know, they've got one of the biggest squads in the in the championship. They're going well. They're, they're clear at the top. You know, they, they they've got a lot of a lot carrying a lot of players. There's a lot of players not getting any football. So I I would expect that would be in Cathro's first port of call. To, to go back and speak to his old boss Rafa Benitez and, and see what kind of you know he'll know that squad better than anybody else and he'll know if there's anybody it's, it's going to be a good fit for Hart so I think that's you know what we could maybe expect in, when the window opens in January Inverness Cali Thistle are down the road at Kilmarnock who have got their freshly installed cryotherapy chamber at Rugby Park can that make all the difference for them? 
after losing so heavily at Aberdeen, you know, they, they, they did, did well. You know, it wasn't the greatest game, but they, they did well against Motherwell on Saturday. And I th- I've watched Coman three or four times in the last few weeks. And, and apart from the, the Aberdeen game, they, they, they seem to be kind of gelling more as a team. You know, Lee Clark brought in an entire new squad of new players in the summer. It was always going to take them time to gel. I think they are starting to gel. Jordan Jones is starting to produce the goods. Nathan Tyson hasn't scored a goal, but he just really, you know, he, he's a good focal point for the attack. He's good at bringing other players into into the equation. Greg Taylor's really come on this season. You know that the Scott boys, you know, helped him at the back. They've got a good keeper. I think Kilmarnock are one of the teams that are, you know, that could nip that top six spot. I think I think they'll be much better in the second half of the season. Inverness, are, you know, they're really struggling under under Richie Foran. They're not scoring goals. They're not winning matches. You know, I, I can see them being one of the teams that are, are, are down the bottom you know, over the course of the season and struggling to, to stay in the top flight. Right, two more fearless verdicts and you can get back to your sick bed. Pick me a winner from Ross County, Aberdeen and St Johnson, Motherwell. Ross County, Aberdeen, I think Aberdeen will win. Uh, and St Johnson, Motherwell, um, by, by all accounts, um, St Johnston were unlucky not to take all three points at Petaudry on Saturday. Motherwell got uh, you know, the game of... you know extra game in midweek as well which is going to count against them especially if they've got a bit of a flu virus in the camp yeah St Johnston to win there thanks for joining us here on the Scottish Sun Football Podcast in association with William Hill back soon Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.